Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. Load a week for you guys this week. As always, we once again want to appreciate uh, and say thank you for all the support on episode 200 and for these past 200 episodes. We really do appreciate it. Um, once again, if you haven't heard already, go to our website, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com, for the official new logo t-shirt for the i'm always right sports podcast brand new logo same great content same great hosts my friends um all right that's enough shown let's get into it mike we got a lot of stuff to talk about we got michigan football we're going to talk about today after a big road win against iowa we're also going to kind of just check out the college football landscape in general you know we've we always kind of central our focus on michigan michigan state but let's check around the nation and see what teams may be on the horizon that are competing for that national championship uh, we've also got some Lions talk today. We're going to talk Dan Campbell. We're going to talk some decision-making. We're going to talk the state of the team and kind of where our expectations are about a quarter of the way through the season. I can't believe, Mike, we're already a quarter way through the NFL season. That's crazy. This is week four. Well, it's not like a technical quarter yet. It's pretty close. It's I mean, really, really 16, close. so 17. I mean, we're pretty darn close. Yeah. It's two, five is, are, is too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's technically 18 weeks, Rob. I'm gonna kick you in the shit. I know. I'm gonna kick I know, you in but the I, shit. I, I My legs were long there. enough, but they would be. You'd just be right in the way. Anyway, I always look at game four as like the good barometer of. Yo, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Game four is yeah, good like barometer. where you're at. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, would agree. I would agree with that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You, you, now two, you're two hundred episodes in. He thinks he can run the show now. Yeah. Now, see, now you're making sense. <laughs> Here we go. And then of course we have WWE Extreme Rules that we have to go over as well. So. Lots of good stuff to go over today, I guess. Mike is rolling his eyes. Well, because but... it didn't happen yet. We're not going over. Oh yeah, a preview. 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 I'm sorry. I'm we, all over. Yeah, the place we just today. need to get you right today. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know not, you're upset about what Dan Campbell did last I'm week. I'm not but right. We gotta, we gotta... I'm not. I'm not right, Mike. I'm not right. But let's yeah. let's talk Michigan first. Let's talk about what is going right here. They get the big win over Iowa. Uh, what was the final score? 27-14. Um, Iowa scored a late, a late, 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 like eight second garbage time touchdown. What the very 14, You know, okay. Michigan always lets that back cover happen. Just kills yeah, me. I know they're just like hey, is, by the way, the last two weeks they're just like if you had them at like fourteen point win, yeah, you're just like God, damn yeah, this. come on, come on, just stop yeah. them. Um, but yeah, no, they get the dub here. Um, I think a pretty consistent performance. Now Iowa's offense is literally you know nineteen twenty seven type offense right now. Um as evidenced by every announcer ever is like, so the quarterback for Iowa, if you make him throw six times, the game's probably over. And I go, wow. Okay. Then, um, and that was really the case here. I think at one point, Michigan, Michigan's run defense this year has been phenomenal. Um, they, they stuffed Iowa. I think they had 11 rushing yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. Iowa did really made them one dimensional. Iowa only had, I think three drives in the first half. It was 13, nothing could have been more quite frankly, I think on the Michigan probably. side. Um, you know, and they pretty much kind of coasted to an easy, easy dub there. They have Indiana next week. Talk to me, Mike, about what you're seeing, uh, specifically about the quarterback position. You know, it's hard at times to kind of get a barometer when you're when you're watching JJ McCarthy throw dots over UConn. But mm-hmm. you know, last two weeks, right? We talked about the Maryland win and how it, you know he looked okay. There were some moments where you go, yeah, there's the youth in him. Mm-hmm. I thought he played a much more consistent and more solid game today. Nothing super flashy, I would say, but I thought it was a much more like, hey, let's control the game, right? Let's go down, let's score points, and let's just, you know, let's not do anything stupid to make this a football game. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, JJ took a – they watched some film last week, 
and said, "I would hope so." Well, you would think you would think so, right? <laughs> and I think they watched the film, kind of highlighted a couple like, "Hey, check on this." Yeah, right. Because you do a lot of this running thing, yeah, and half the time it doesn't work. So yeah. maybe don't do it as much. Yeah. And he, I, I, you could tell he stayed in the pocket more in this game. Yep. He didn't like second someone came at him was like, "Oh, let me just dip out and we'll yep. run away." Like yep. he would like stick in, and I thought he played a much better game i do think the couple plays he did roll out on uh-huh. the donovan edwards touchdown yes. i think was a proper like he rolls out waits for someone to get open and then donovan edwards was wide open in the yep. back of the end zone yep. but like i think there were a couple plays like that where he he used his mobility to make an extend a play and right. then made a play on it right. but for the most part i think it was a lot of uh runs yep. and let me just not it was it was a very like Cade McNamara kind of game. It was where it was it like was. I'm just not going to make any mistakes. Yep. We're going to run the ball. We're going to keep well, active. And that's evidence, right? The first half, I think they had four drives, all of which were like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, play they drives. went. Yeah, they went eleven for seventy-five, eight for thirty-five, thirteen for fifty-four, and twelve for sixty-one. Right. So and that, like that's a that's a death by paper cut type yeah. of mentality, right? They ran the ball extremely well. Blake Corum still having a great season. I, I think the biggest part was having Donovan Edwards back. Oh my god, because having having that second running yes. back that can play yes. was just like Blake Corum can come out and you go, oh, this numb nuts guy's coming out. Oh, like yeah. no, like Donovan Edwards coming out, you're like, okay, now you have a your two headed yep. monster kind of thing coming out. Plus he's such a he's such a receiving threat as well. Yeah. Right? he's such a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get Eric All back, that's going to be huge for. JJ yeah. as well, just a big athletic big, big tight end. Nothing that Sho- Shoemaker's playing great, yeah. but he's a and then ha- yeah. having both there where right. you can do two tight end sets exactly. with Shoemaker and exactly Eric All just make it even easier. Um, so I did think we saw a little bit more return to form by Ronnie Bell as well. Right, mm-hmm. you're really starting to see week after week after week him kind of like coming back into his own a little yeah. bit. You know, he had the 16 yard reverse for the touchdown. Um, had a couple nice plays. He had a he should have scored again, but JJ missed him by about a yard and a half. Yeah, on a, on yeah. A I think route. I think the only thing that JJ really needs to work on. Yep. is just the touch on the deep ball. Yep, because he had the Ronnie Bell one, and yep. then he also had the Roman Wilson one. Yes. that was like just outside yep. of the fingertips. Where like yep. this game is easily. 41 14 yep. hitting those two passes it's probably 21 or 24 nothing at half yeah if and he hits game, those yeah, and, and then the, the game is probably definitely over. over yeah i mean the game was over at 10 yeah, zero exactly because i was only scored 14 and was not going to score more <laughs> than like 10 if they needed to yeah so but yeah it would have been a good 24 uh-huh. zero if you just had a little more touch on those yeah. which i do think it's gonna come. It'll come. Yep. Um. They like the first, you know, like against Hawaii and early UConn. They had a stat where it was like the first five passes over thirty yards were like five for five, and since then it's been like one for nine. Yeah. So I think you're gonna find a nice yeah, medium he did average. Hit one on the. I think it was a. It was a. It was a double go. Um. In the, at the end of the first half, mm-hmm. I believe he hit one that was for like. Yeah. A good. Yeah. Yards. A good. A big yeah. gain. Yeah. But um, to get them in the field goal range. Yeah. At the end so. Of the half. So once he gets that touch there, mm-hmm. I think this offense is going to be even harder to stop. Because yep. right now, I think if I was a defensive coordinator looking at this Michigan team, I mean, one, it's already hard enough to stop. Well, you're, but you're, your just first priority like, is stop the run. Yeah, you yeah. Want, yeah, you stop the one, run one, and two, it's like kind of like like fake open up the deep ball yeah. because JJ's not been very accurate 
past yeah. like eight right. yards. Yeah, maybe we can play a little. So bit maybe we can down. play a little yeah. further down if we get if we're like a step behind. Yeah. It's kind of like as long as you're in the vicinity. Yeah, right. I don't know if he's gonna hit you there. Right. Once he starts hitting those, it's like now you gotta play back. He oh. can hit the short game. Now he's gonna beat you deep. Like <clears throat> it's gonna get very hard to stop this. All like, it's gonna be yeah. almost impossible to stop. There are ways to slow it down. Yeah. Right now, right. so yeah, sure. teams need to take advantage of it, but no one's been able to yet. Yeah, I, I really Maryland was the closest. To I liked it. his decision making. I thought. I thought overall. I thought there were times where he was just like, I'll take the check down to Shoemaker for six. I'll take yeah. the check down to Donovan Edwards for four or two or whatever, rather than trying to make an acrobatic play and you know dropping the ball down to the ground and losing 12, right? Yeah. Like, I thought those kind of mistakes, while you can probably afford them against teams like Iowa or Maryland, you can't allow them against a team. Like, even even though the Spartans are struggling, it's going to be a rivalry game. They're going to come out hot. You can't afford to have a possession drop because of something like that against Michigan State. You yeah. can't have it against Penn State. You can't. You cannot have it. You cannot have a wasted possession against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Can't do it. Yeah. Despite Brad Robbins being a legit like threat and their punt coverage being one of the best in the country. Uh-huh. You can't waste possessions like that. I thought this was a pretty clean game overall. I thought the pass rush was better this week. Um, you know, Iowa doesn't really have any real receiving threats outside of their tight end. So they yeah. pretty much shut that down. Yeah. No, this, this game was more of in line. What I thought was, yeah. cause like last week, everyone's like, all right, Maryland's going to test the defense, mm-hmm. but the offense should be fine. Yeah. And then we were talking about how like, I don't think either side looked very good, right. but like if anything, I think Michigan's offense looked worse than like the yes. defense did last week. Yeah, I think this game was like okay, Michigan's defense will be fine against Iowa's offense, so yeah. we're just going to see how Michigan's offense does. does I think on the road in a Big Ten environment against a, a very good defense. Yes, and yeah. I think um, I think both sides yeah. played much better than they played right. against Maryland. I agree, like yes. collectively. Yes. I think I think Michigan playing against probably. The second best defense they'll see all year. Yep. Outside maybe Ohio State's might yeah. be better I would than say them, Ohio probably. State's is, yeah. um, Just they got better athletes. They just have better athletes in general. But yeah. uh I think they held up on their own scoring. I mean, mm-hmm. they could have like we said, could have scored twenty four, yeah. scored thirteen, ended up with twenty seven, and then the defense basically allowed a shutout to like the fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I really yeah, well, I so. thought it was. I thought it was a good game. Uh, looking forward to them, Indiana. At this point, right now, it's really about setting up. I think Penn State's going to be a big game. For I think. Them. I think Penn State is the only game that I would like fully circle and go. This one is a barometer. Is test. like the barometer test. Yeah. Because yep. I don't think Indiana. No. I don't think Michigan State. No. I don't think Rutgers. No. And I don't think they got Wisconsin this year. Uh, no, they don't have Wisconsin. No, they have okay. Oh, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State, oh, Rutgers. Illinois. Nebraska, Illinois. Yeah, so, yeah. and I don't look at any of those games. I mean, Rutgers in at Rutgers, and then Illinois has looked fine. Yeah. So those games are like, you should like those games to me are like Maryland, where mm-hmm. it's like they could kind of give you a fight, mm-hmm. but like you can just use your talent to beat them. Yeah. I think Penn State's your barometer game. Where, like we have to play well. Yeah. And obviously Ohio State. Yeah. In the last game of the season. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one for sure. Um, you know, just. Very quickly on the Spartans here, I just want to I just want to ask this question here. If you're a Spartan fan, okay, season's over at this point, yeah. right? I get it. As long as we beat Michigan, it's all that matters. It's the dumbest thing ever, but fine. Um, um, what 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 are your thoughts on the rest of the Spartan season? Are are you of the of the opinion at this point to play some of your young guys like the you know like uh, Kim, their backup quarterback? Do you want to? Do you want? I mean, because like I said your season's over. You're 0 2 in the Big Ten. You've got your three straight losses, right? You're not doing anything of any sort of relevance, right? Yeah. I think. Did they play Ohio State next week? Yeah. Oh my 
God. Okay, so this so is gonna, so you're gonna be two and four. So this is <laughs> actually so when looking at the schedule preseason, right? So they start with Western Michigan and Akron. Those are gonna be your your two and zero. Right. This was like so they play Washington, Minnesota, Maryland. This is supposed to be like. You're supposed to go undefeated. This is supposed to be your tune-up right. for these next three. Yeah. Because you're going to play home against Ohio State, home against Wisconsin, at Michigan. Right. Where you're next. Like, that was supposed to be like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to survive this three-game stretch. Right. Like, but yeah, we got to come out with only one loss. Yeah, like, you were, else like your idea yeah. was you were going to be undefeated up until this point. Yeah. Then maybe go, like, two and one. Mm-hmm. Maybe at worst one and two. Right. And then you win out the rest. Right. And, now and you're then like, you're playing in a good like, bowl game. And yeah, right. and then you're nine and three, ten and two, looking at a good bowl game. Yep. Now you're like, do I win any of these next three games? Do I win in Illinois? Right. You don't do know. I win at Penn State? No. Not right now, no. The answer so is So, no. like, like, you're at the point now where you have two wins, and you go, Ohio State? No. Not happening. Wisconsin? I don't know. That one's at – is it home or are they at Wisconsin? They're, in, they're at home. Okay, so I'm that like, helps. That, that, that's a, Maybe. That's a, I'm going to throw a, that because Wisconsin is not very good. No. Michigan, that's that's uh, a loss. I can't say. You in sure. Illinois? Not with the way Illinois is playing right now. They home, just beat Wisconsin handily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Home against Rutgers and then Indiana. I think both yeah. of those could definitely be wins. Would, yeah, definitely. And then at Penn State, which I don't, no, I don't I would, would think so either. either. So now you're looking at at least – three maybe four more losses almost guaranteed off the bat for how they've been playing right so that's putting you at seven losses yeah that's and that would be missing a bowl game yeah that's not that's not good that's yeah. not that's, with i think illinois being the toss-up game assuming yeah. we they beat wisconsin yeah I, yeah and i think you know i i won't be shocked if they somehow squeak out and they get to you know six wins somehow yeah right? they, i could see them at six and six. but but like at the same time if you are a Spartan fan, is this one of those situations where you go, okay, as we've talked about, kind of basically year two mm-hmm. in, the, in the program, right? Yeah. COVID doesn't really count. Okay, so we're year two. We went 11-2 and two last year. We didn't expect it, okay? Yeah. This year, okay, clearly there's some problems with the defense. You lost. We lost our best player by far. Is it one of those situations where you kind of go, okay, just kind of like just not our year. Everything's mm-hmm. just not functioning, and are yeah. we already looking at next year? Should you like in my mind? I go okay. You're you're two and three. Why not see what you have in this other quarterback? Why I, not so, see some of these younger players? I so I would Thorns blows. Yeah. So I would say if I was a Michigan State fan, yeah, just for the sanity of the younger players, yeah, to not play them until Illinois. Okay. Because okay. Uh, like if you love this Kim guy who's yeah. who's the backup, yeah. right? People, yeah. There's a lot of. Trending on if Twitter you go, recently if you like, go, hey, okay, we're gonna take out Peyton Thorne. We're gonna put this guy in against Ohio State, yeah, and he disaster. just gets murdered. Yeah, or you put him in against Michigan, and he gets murdered. Yeah, it's like his confidence is just not gonna be there. So I would say after the Michigan game, if you go play at Illinois or home against Rutgers, home against Indiana, and you want to just throw out some younger, like some freshmen, and see how they do, right. I wouldn't be, hate, I wouldn't hate that idea. Right, but I don't think you should just throw not people in into not the fire. Not in this three game stretch. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe if you wanted to against like if you wanted to put in your backup quarterback against Wisconsin because you think yeah. you might have a good chance and it's like okay now he's gonna be our starter from Michigan yeah maybe right but I don't like I, I think you're just throwing him in it's like if you threw a backup quarterback playing like the Bucks defense right it's right. like you're just kind of like setting them up for failure yeah like what are you gonna do so yeah and I I, I would not be shocked if, especially if this Ohio State game gets out of hand early. Yeah, for them. He to could co- listen. Yeah. He could come in in the second or yeah. half, second half when right. you're down 42. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like letting him, <laughs> Jesus, 
but letting you play from the beginning and then yeah. throwing three picks against the starters. Yeah, it's, and it's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to kind of see how Mel Tucker handles this, right? He's kind of been living free this entire time, right? Yeah. You know, Tuck's coming and all that crap. Tuck's got a on big, the way. Got a baby. big old contract and all that good stuff. But this is really the first sign of adversity. I'm interested to kind of see um, during the bye week if there's any firings, potentially the defensive coordinator, Scotty Hazleton, if he gets fired. Um, you know, I have not been impressed with their offensive play calling all that much either. Um, I don't think they've really set up Peyton Thorne. Now, he has not been very good, mm-hmm. but they have not really set up. They, I think they still think they have Kenneth Walker back there with the amount of running they're trying to do, and it's yeah. not working. Yeah. They have decent receivers. I like Jalen Reed a lot. He's just not getting them the yeah, ball. Yeah, I also like uh, – I wanted to look up his name. Yeah. Uh, hold on. They have I, a I couple have receivers that I like. Uh, they got um, – did he just not play? Yeah. <laughs> Was it the guy against Washington? Yeah, who had a, yeah. Who had a crazy Cause, yeah, game? Yeah, because he was he was God, filling in for Jalen Reed. Yeah. yeah, what's his name? I gotta find out. Uh, Mosley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had five receptions, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown against yeah. Washington. Yeah, no, I really liked Mosley when he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Reed's good. Yeah, I, they have two running backs. That they're, I think they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, they're not but, great, but, but the, I would say. In a rotation system like they're running, yeah, they're about they're in the top half. Like if you gave me Blake Corum and then you gave me Jalen Berger, I'd be I'd be, I'd be, I'd be okay fine. having yeah. him come in as Absolutely. like the second guy. Absolutely. I guess maybe not as like the starter guy, yeah. but like if you gave me if you had like a guy, mm-hmm. if you had Kenneth Walker and then Berger coming in to help, I'm like okay, that's yeah. good, right? But right, yeah, it's just one of those situations. I'm just very interested to kind of see how the rest of the season plays out for the Spartans, just based on now, like okay. It's a little doom and gloom right now. I get it. It's frustrating. But now is the time where you got to be like, okay, we got to start looking at some of these kids that are going to play next year, right? Yeah. Because you got to see what you have, right? Where, where are the holes? Do we have some young guys that are ready to step up? Maybe not against Ohio State. Maybe that's not fair. But against Wisconsin, I think is a very good time maybe to test things out, right? Mm-hmm. I know now at this point it's all about just beating Michigan. If you can beat Michigan, then everyone's going to be okay for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. But it, it's – it's one of those situations where it's you're kind of walking. It's at this point you're. I don't know if you're more free to just kind of be like, screw it, let's see how these guys do, or if you're like, oh, we still got to win at least four or five games to make it look at least like a halfway respectable season? Question mark. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird kind of set of circumstances there. Um, speaking of the rest of college football, though, right? You know, we talk a lot about Michigan, Michigan State, but we really haven't, you know, scoured across the nation a little bit. We had a couple scares last couple weeks. You know, Alabama got a scare by Texas a couple weeks ago. Georgia had a big scare against Mizzou, um, where they a late touchdown basically saves them from a big upset there. Yep. Um, you know, Ohio State's really been cruising. They had a struggle against Notre Dame when everyone thought Notre Dame was still good, but as, since then they've basically just obliterated everybody. Yeah. Um, just Mike, talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing, you know, kind of across the country here. You know, right now the current rankings as of this recording, it's Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, right? Top four, yes. correct? Um, I don't foresee that really changing. I don't know. No, I, I, I think there's relative arguments after the Georgia-Missouri game Yeah. that uh, Georgia – could move down and Alabama could come up yeah. only because in week two, yeah, in a similar fashion, Alabama had Drop. the scare against Texas, yep. right? Yeah, and they, like they were on the road, played yep. an unranked team. Yep. Texas gave them a scare, so they were like, okay, Georgia decimated whoever they played Oregon. that week. Yeah, yeah. well, they so, played Oregon, but the before, they played the week yeah. before, but then they played yeah. that game, so it was like, okay, we're gonna move them up. Same thing, Alabama plays ranked Arkansas on the road, beats them by 25 without Bryce Young, without Bryce Young for the second half. Yeah. And then, so it's like, I wouldn't be shocked to see Alabama right, jump back sure. up. For but sure. I think those two are the 1A, 1B teams. Let me ask teams. you this. Do you think right now, in any 
order you want to put those four teams in. Yeah. You think those are the best four teams in college football right now? I think there's a good argument. I think the yeah. only other team I would add to that is Clemson. Okay. okay. I think Clemson has played really well, mm-hmm. and I think— Outside of Wake Forest giving them a big scare. Yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but it's in Wake Forest, and yeah. I think Wake Forest is actually good. So yeah. Yeah. that's that. Uh, they played number 10 NC State, beat them by 10 at home uh, yesterday or yeah, two days ago on win. Saturday. That was a big win. Um, but playing in Wake Forest, they haven't really played anyone else, but the ACC is also not very good. So like, right, right. Outside yeah, of NC their, State. Their conference schedule is going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, like they're playing Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse. Florida Louis- State's a big game. Florida State, Florida State will be back. there. The yep. Florida State, and then they play at Notre Dame, but we already know Notre Dame's not very good. No. So I don't think they have much of a challenge. I think they could definitely be in that final 12 and all having a good shot at it right um if i if you well, we know they're going to be probably in there based on the fact that michigan and ohio state are going to take each other out and if alabama and alabama georgia right probably will take each other out too. right but looking at it historically right i think the sec's got a much better chance of getting two teams in yes. than the big 10 does yes. um especially if you know because it comes down to the last game of the year as well which yeah. also kind of helps um like if if we're trying, I'm gonna knock on wood here. If both Michigan and Ohio State are undefeated, as we expect, they probably will be mm-hmm. going into that game. Um, that's basically gonna determine. Yeah. So which I, I think it, I think it there. gets tough. So like I think I think I do think they're the best four teams. Yeah. Like but the problem clear. is that they don't. The problem to, is that yeah. they both will end yeah. up playing each other at points. Yeah. Like Georgia and Alabama will play each other in the SEC championship game. Right. And Michigan, Ohio State will play each other in the rivalry the, game. The rivalry Michigan game. Who with... wins basically the Big Ten championship. Exactly. Nobody so I think the hard part about both those situations is we always talk about yep. with the four teams is yep. say Alabama loses Georgia. Right. Alabama will then be twelve and one without the SEC championship. Do you take USC, who's probably going to be twelve and zero and Pac twelve champion. Right. Do you take ACC Clemson twelve and zero and ACC champion, right. or do you take the SEC twelve and one runner up, even though the SEC is better? Like that, that's the, and same yep. thing with the Big Ten. Yep. Michigan's going to be eleven and one, no Big Ten championship. Right. Do you like them or do you like the twelve and zero Clemson right. team that played one team all year? Right. So like that's yep. the conversation we'll have. Yep. But I think there's and it, I think that speaks to the credence that we've been talking about basically since the the tournament basically was originally brought up was four teams is not enough. Yeah. See, and the funny thing is, so like if you only had the two teams, yeah, it would be the winner of Michigan, Ohio State, and the winner of Georgia, Alabama, basically yeah. would be the top two, right. and there would be much argument no. there because yeah, they're, like, right. they're both undefeated. Yeah. They both won the conferences. Yeah. They won their head at whatever. Yep. So like those, like if Ohio State and Georgia play each other, no one's gonna argue. No. Then it's like okay, but three and four. Right. It's you like know, uh, it's like I don't think I think Michigan is a top four team. Right. I think Alabama is a top four team, but right. because these teams are undefeated with the championship or whatever, yeah, now we're gonna get now USC we're gonna in, we're gonna get USC yeah. in. But right. I think Alabama's better, so like we're yeah. gonna get those. And those arguments weren't there when the BCS was there, right? Because they would just take the two best teams. Uh, yeah. So there wasn't that argument of who's three and four. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting kind of dynamic, and it also I think which I think four was just a bad number to have. I think it lends credence to the fact of why I'm glad that they did finally expand though because looking at the top four you've got two sec teams and you have two big 10 teams yep that in itself right there goes to show you the strength of the conference on the top end of each conference where you go it's clear that these two conferences have multiple teams that are capable of winning a national and i would and so i would also throw out here that there are a lot of teams so i'll I'll throw out like three teams right here tennessee yep oklahoma state yeah, not Oklahoma. That not Oklahoma. God, no, not, Good not, Lord. no, please, no. Wow. Um, 
And I know they lost yeah. um, Kentucky. Okay. And or Ole Miss. I think they're both yeah. really good. Ole Miss is good. Ole Miss yeah. is pretty good. Those teams, I think, are teams that in a 12-team playoff, mm-hmm. if Oklahoma State's the 9 seed or the right. 8 seed, mm-hmm. and they play the – so they would play the – in this idea – they would play the eight or nine or whatever. Right. But if if they say Oklahoma State won and they played in Ohio State, yeah, that's a that's a good game. That's yeah. a, that's a tough game. Like right. I'm not like I would right. say I would think Ohio State probably wins. Yeah. But that would be a fun game if I don't you know had if Michigan beat Oklahoma State. I don't know if that Michigan yeah. would be. I don't know yeah. if Michigan State would be Kentucky right. or Ole Miss. Right. And those. Yeah. But that's the fun part is when yeah. you finally expand it. Michigan will guarantee. Like we don't have to talk about. Will Michigan be in the top four? Well, they'll be in the top 12. Right. Like, right. there's no doubt exactly. about that. Right. But it's like, now it's like Michigan's a six seed. Right. They get a home game in the big house against Oklahoma State. Right. You're like, oh, right. Yeah, exactly. One, tell me that's not a game you wouldn't want to watch. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm definitely sitting there watching that at home. <laughs> um, and two, it's just, dude, maybe Oklahoma yeah, State happens? gets the upset. Yeah, right. What happens? What happens? We yeah, don't know. What happens in the game? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, U- it's... USC is a five seed. They play Ole Miss, who's a 12 seed. You can't tell me Ole Miss doesn't have a shot in that game. Right. Yep. For sure. And I think that's why the expanded playoffs going to be fun. Just, I'm just going to put it out there, just for those out there, the, the the ability to have Michigan versus Ohio State for the national championship is there. Is an actual real thing. Could be there. And that, or even itself. just a Final Four game, oh, just a Final Four, uh, yeah, Elite Eight, exactly. whatever. Where it's like, like you get the rematch. No matter who wins the first one, now you get the rematch, and you go, yeah. oh, now yeah, it's you could you could have a situation where. They have it in the like the second round. Yeah, because Ohio State right. would be a four seed. Right. If Michigan's a five seed. Right. Because they're the next best yeah. non-winning right. team or whatever. Right. They're the five seed, and then they beat their twelve seed, and it's like four five Michigan Ohio State again. Again. Yeah. When like, winner oh, plays the number yeah. one seed or whatever. You're like, oh boy, here we go. Here yeah, go. and that's the thing, right? And it, it, it just and those are the games that like are that's like the rivalry games. Like you could get Auburn Alabama. Oh yeah. Georgia Bama. Georgia Bama again. Yeah. You know, like you get LSU. You get a lot of teams that potentially at some point will be yeah. in, you Clemson, know, Notre Dame. You can yeah. get all those big rivalry games yeah. and playoffs. You get yeah. it might be a while because it doesn't look like it. Michigan, Michigan State. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think here's the thing. If if Mel Tucker is the guy there he's expected to be, yeah, it, it won't be like that could long. you imagine the big house, Michigan, Michigan State in the Elite for a Eight for go, a chance to go yeah, to the Final Four. Four. Yeah, you're like, woo-wee. That, that, uh, yeah, that's what we talked about for like college basketball because that's like yeah. where we, we actually almost had that. that one we year. almost Remember had that? it like the Elite Eights. Yeah, two yep. years ago where they were Elite Eights. It was like yep. if both these teams win, they meet in the Final Four of the championship or whatever. Yep. Like in, in college football, yep. Michigan, Michigan State in the Elite Eight. Or at a neutral site. Or, yeah, in a neutral site. Like at the Rose Bowl or something, yeah. that would be yeah, wild. that would be something you would never think about like ten years ago no. ever happening. And it's like and that's, man, yeah. and that's and that's the fun part about the expansion that we're, yeah. we could talk about forever. Yeah, but that's how that's, yeah. So college football right now, like this year in particular, I think there's six teams. Yeah, that have a legitimate chance. That have a legit yeah. chance of making the Final Four. It's yeah. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. I think Clemson will end up being in there because their schedule's not yeah. very good. And I think USC's got And I think good. USC's got a good shot. Yeah. I think Oklahoma State has the best outside shot. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to pick, like, your big underdog, like, mm-hmm. plus 1,000. No, no one's talking about. I think Oklahoma State could realistically, after beating Baylor yeah. in Baylor, mm-hmm. who else in the Big 12 Right. Like Oklahoma yeah. doesn't scare you. No. Like not you, anymore. Like no. not anymore. Like you look you literally look at their schedule and you go, they play like Texas TCU, Texas, Kansas State, 
Kansas, Oklahoma, Kansas West Virginia. Kansas is 5-0. Don't you look yeah. back. No, no, they the are. That's what I'm talking yeah. <laughs> And it's in Kansas. I yeah. mean, it could be – that's a trap game right there. But, like, they don't play any of these big powerhouse teams. Baylor was your one powerhouse team. So, right. yeah, they could be – They won the Big 12 championship like you were supposed to last year. Yeah, they could five. be 13-0, Big yeah. 12 champions, and you go – well, maybe. They're in the discussion right, against right. against a Michigan eleven and one. Which one do you like more? Right, exactly. I don't know. Lots of fun happening, you know, across the country. We'll kind of keep track as we go along. Uh, let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's talk some NFL here. Um, you know, Lions sitting at one and two as of this recording. Uh, I don't know what happened in the Seattle game, so don't ask me. We're not going to talk about that. But I do. You said they're talk... one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one and two. I thought you said one and three, and I was like, oh, Rob, you're no, just calling them off. No, 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 I can't do that. No, no, no. Come on. Um, but. <laughs> You know, we're, you know, some of the decision making has kind of been, you know, been looked upon in that Minnesota game, right? And we talked about a little bit of this off air. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily want to go into the, each decision, right? We no, can talk I, about the, that forever. It's been talked about to death at this week, point yeah. by everybody. But I do want to ask you this question, okay? At this point, what is your confidence level in Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. and by? By de facto, Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. Okay. Because I don't th- – while Dan Campbell is the head coach, so everything at the end of the day falls on him, Yeah. right? I don't think necessarily some of his coordinators helped him yeah. defend some of those decisions, a la the timeout at the end of the game. Yeah. If Aaron Glenn has his right coverage and we don't have a miscommunication problem and it's a pick in the end zone, Aaron Campbell looks like a genius because yeah. it ends the game. Yeah, so I would I say – I, I trust Ben Johnson the most of the three. Yeah. O- only because his offense has just looked awesome. Yeah. Like, that's straight up. Outside like of that third and one fade pass. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. But for the most part, I would say Ben Johnson has Yeah, they've called done, really good games. Has called really yeah. good games. Average almost 30 points a game. Yeah. They're really playing. Like, they're playing really well. So, Ben Johnson, I'm the least this worried about. for him against Seattle. Yeah. But. Yeah, if he can – listen, if he scores if, – if he's able to get his team to score 24 points – yeah. Against Seattle with like what they got going on yeah. with like having no offensive pieces. Yeah. Because here's the thing is the reason why I'm not fully trusting. So like it go for me it goes Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, Aaron, Aaron Glenn's Glenn. like really yeah. far below. It's because Aaron Glenn doesn't have a lot of injuries. Like he's yeah. lost Tracy Walker. Yeah. Sucks. That sucks. Hundred yeah. percent. Not going to discredit it. Yeah. But like offensive side, you don't have Amon Ross St. Brown. You don't have DJ Chark. You don't have DeAndre Swift. And you played a game where you and lost three linemen. Also, you don't have Jonah Jackson. You don't have Hello Tivaitai right now. Yeah. And you have the corpse of TJ Hawkinson running out there right yeah. now. And Frank Ragnall is like in and out, depending yep. on the day. Yep. And he's still scoring. His worst game was 24 points against right. Minnesota. Minnesota. Like, in Minnesota. Yeah. Aaron Glenn's like, I lost Tracy Walker. Yep. Yep. And. And we're still allowing 28-plus points in every single game. Like So Aaron Glenn, for me, has been the I don't trust you at all right now, coach. Yeah. Dan Campbell, I've, I've said it since like the beginning of the year. I love everything Dan Campbell does outside. I'm still very worried. He's not Nathaniel Hackett bad. I don't <laughs> think anyone could be that bad. No. Um, but he – or like, uh, let, like let he, me he's not like opinion. awful, but yeah. like there's still – every game there's always like, man, let me, are let you me sure ask you about this. that? Do you think part – I guess it's kind of the positive and negative, the pro con of Dan Campbell a little bit is the things that we love about him. He's a player coach. He trusts his guys. He trusts his coaches. He trusts his team. Like to a degree that I think like other coaches don't, Yes. you know what I mean? Like, like Bill Belichick, even like with Tom Brady, Brady's like, I think we should go for this, you know, fourth and two from our own 42 yard line. And Bill's like, we're going to punt the ball. Yeah. And like, that's just going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think Dan Campbell 
almost to a fault now a little bit trusts his guys we've heard a lot the thing that bothers me is i agree with you yeah almost a hundred percent yeah but then when push comes to shove on that like fourth and four at the end of the game right he then doesn't trust right Right, and that like was he, the weird. He trusts yeah. him for fifty-eight minutes, right, or fifty-seven minutes, right. and goes, "No, nah, I don't. Tr- I'm going to trust my yeah. kicker." Right, and that was the part. And that, that was, was and it was so out of character. Yes, for what he did. Yes, and I think that's why everybody went. What like I think well, here's the thing: is if they went for it and didn't get it, I would almost. Oh, I would definitely appreciate it more, just because, based on the fact because that I went, go because this whole game yeah. you've been I'm going to trust aggressive, my offense, aggressive, aggressive, and trust your offense, yep. and then the one point where it's like, let me trust my offense. You trust your kicker who's never made a 54-yarder yep. to go kick a 54-yarder. And then also, to that effect, you could tell the immediate remorse, not only on the sideline, yeah. but then when he comes in the press conference and then he goes, I made the wrong decision. Yeah. I immediately, as soon as I said it, I said, oh, crap. Yeah. As soon as that kick went up, he went, nah, I made the wrong one. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Even if he made it, I don't think he would have been. No, I think he still yeah. I think he still yeah. agreed that was the and wrong call. And that's the thing where I go, and I understand from Lions fans' perspective, like, we've heard this before. Mm-hmm. I have never heard a coach immediately. Like, not a couple days. Well, I watched the film, and, you know, we mm-hmm. probably should have done that. You can always speculate second. No, no, no. Dan Campbell immediately walked up to the podium and went, I made the wrong decision. Yeah. Well, I lost us this game. And I can at least appreciate the fact that he's a man enough to go, listen, it's on me. Mm-hmm. It's on me. Yeah. And, you know, the timeout decision, while I did not like it, no. I can at least understand it. Yeah, the so, problem is it's a results-oriented decision. Yeah, and so he also – he was on uh, – he was talking in the morning show yeah. at 97.1, and he talked about that timeout yeah. call. He was like, yeah, I was trying – like, our defense looked gas, so I wanted to try to – yeah, give, give him a give breather, him some, give him a little breather or whatever. And then the the guy interviewing was like, yeah. "So, but they were probably going to spike the ball because like time was running, like they were running yeah. out of time, kind of thing." And he goes, "But we would have went for it. Like, like if if the Lions' offense was in that situation, yeah. they would have ran a play instead of spiking it. Right. So that's why he called a timeout because he thought Minnesota. Right. And I was like, I was like, man, you really just think of everything, just like." Like every other coach is like, I'm gonna spike it here. Yeah, you're no, like that like, one coach is like, I'm just gonna, I'm, we're gonna yeah, keep going. Yeah, we're gonna run this play. And we're gonna run because this play. we're trying to take advantage of we have the defense on yes, the heels. Exactly. So I can under. And that's so that's why I was like, I yeah, understand the timeout exactly. because in your mind, yeah. you're like, this is how I would play it. We're gonna run a play here, yeah. and they're gonna run that deep pass play, yep. and the corner's too tired to keep yep. up with it. Exactly. So we're gonna call a timeout yep. to make sure everyone knows what the play call is. Yep. Everyone's like a hundred percent. Hopefully ensure you don't, don't have that a communication up. breakdown. Yes. and yet you still and you do. still did, which is why it's on Aaron Glenn for right. me. And that and that was where I went. I under coaching lost them that game. Yes, a hundred percent, one thousand percent. However, I will say this: with with all those things kind of put in mind, I go. I can at least go back and say, if you can then immediately go back and go, that's on us, right? Yeah. That makes me at least, and I don't know if this is just the inner Lions fan in me or not, saying at least I can be optimistic about the fact that they're self enough aware mm-hmm. to go, we fucked up. Yeah. That, to me, speaks volumes as a coach to go, this one was on me. Yeah. This one was on us. We did not put our players in the best position to succeed. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it. You don't even have to accept it. But at least you can understand and go, okay, now let's see what you do next. Because now it's, okay, now the behavior has to change. Yes. You know what I mean? So if they play New England two weeks from now and they're in a close game and they have a chance to go for it to win the game, 
I expect them to go for it. Yeah. That, and that will be you my know, one concern yeah. is if they have a fourth and four, yep. three minutes left, they're up right. four, and yep. it's like and we're gonna the game and here. we're gonna go punt it or something. I'm gonna yeah. go. So you didn't learn from what you did, right? Like right. I need, I like I like you said, yeah. I need to see the improvement. Yeah, because yeah, change in behavior. Because my worry right. last year was you were too ultra aggressive and you didn't like you weren't learning. Yeah. From your past mistakes yeah. as much, and this year I think you've started to. Oh, go, they definitely like have. you've done yeah. better in oh, that. Yeah. So I just need to like see the improvement and I still. Think too, before my fully bought And I in. think this goes back to a larger issue that they are still going to have. Is I still, despite all of the rhetoric and all the talk, I don't think he trusts Jared Goff in the big moments, in the real big moments like that, to make to allow him to stand in the pocket, make a fake, and deliver a strike for five yards to win the game. Yeah. Any pressure at all, it's an incompletion, uh-huh. it's a pick, it's a fumble. It just feels like that's, you know what I mean? And I think in that scenario, I go, I feel like if he had Stafford, yeah. I think he's a lot easier to make that call. Mm-hmm. I think if he had a Lamar or yeah. a, you know, like Derek, seen, Derek Carr. If you had, like, if you, you've seen John Harbaugh, what, Lamar, you think we can get it? Yep, sure can. Okay, you sure? Yep, we can get it. Okay, let's go. Because you have the, 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 the historical evidence to go. He could probably make this yeah, play. And I think I think one thing that was also harped on yep. was so golf had a conference yep. right after I think it was like yeah. right after yeah, Campbell. He said I wanted to go And for he it. was like he said I wanted to go for it and I probably could have talked Campbell into going for it, yeah. but I didn't say anything. Right. And I was and like that's the that, that was the that was the difference is John Harbaugh, like you said, yeah. in that Chiefs game, Lamar was coming off. Walks up to Harbaugh and goes, no, we're going to go for it. Yeah, we're, we're go- we're I'm going taking for, the offense yeah. back out. We're, we're going to go for, for it. We're going to win the game. Yes. Okay. Go, All right, go for it. Yeah, yeah, do your and thing. it didn't work, but Harbaugh at least could have went, I trusted, I trusted my best like would He would have went to yeah. that press conference if yeah. he got stuffed yeah. and went, Lamar came up to me and said, we're going to get hey, this, and I trust my guy. They could get it, and, I had to get, and they had to get it done yes. at the end of the day. And, and so that's what I would have wished Golf would have done is Golf should have went up to him. And, and then, like, we can get it. This is it right here. We have the call. because then because then I I'm because I actually agree with golf. I think if he, golf walks up and goes, I think I can get this fourth and four. Yeah. Then Dan Campbell goes, go for it, go yeah. do it. And I think he, he would let him. To. And I think but I think to. I think he was nervous because golf walked off the field, went right to the side, right, yeah. right to the bench, and yeah. he went. I don't think golf's comfortable. I am. Do this. Like I said, I did. We walked in. We talked about Minnesota off air, and we were like, I don't. We weren't really expecting them to win that game. It's yeah. one of those games where you walk in, did not expect them to play well. They played well, and you go, Oh, they should win this game now. And then they lost, and you go, Son of a bitch! It's yes. one of those games. Um, I am still cautiously optimistic about this team. Now, let me ask you this: What the hell is with these all these injuries, bro? Can we get I think- a semblance of some sort of luck here? I, I like to just see the offense at full strength for like a game. Just one game, just to see what the yeah, hell happens. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I, they, must, they must practice, like, too aggressive. Too hard or something? I don't get it, dude. Because, like, Baltimore is the same thing. Where Baltimore, Baltimore's injury list is, like, 30 people Holy all shit. the time. So, I I'm just, like, I'm like, there must be some franchises that just, like, yeah. we, we practice too hard. I don't get it. I like, and even, it. like, Aiden Hutchinson was, like, he, he was, like, yeah, we, like, practice with pads a lot. Yeah. And I was, like, maybe you should do maybe, maybe lighter I don't, stuff. I don't, know. I don't know if it's because they're so young. So like like we got to get live reps so you can go through shit. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? It's yeah, maybe a more experienced team you know would I mean? be like. I don't know. We don't need a hit hard. I just it just seems like man, like you know, losing you know Sam Brown on an ankle. You got DJ Chark with an ankle. You got you know Swift with 
85 different things, which, by the way, no offense, but you're not getting a contract extension. You can't play 16, ga- 18 games. Yeah. You can't do it. Sorry. It's not a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. This, the Swift one is, like, running backs to me, I go, I can, you can draft a Brees Hall in the third round. Yeah. Exactly. Or Kenneth Walker in the third round. Yeah. Like, you can find those guys. Yeah. Like, that Texas running back. Mm-hmm. You can draft him probably in the second or third round, yeah. and he could probably give you the same production. Like Swift, yeah. unless he can stay healthy, I, I don't. You can't, I can't, you can't pay him. I can't, yeah. You can't pay you him. Can't pay you him cannot do it. I'm sorry, you just can't. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. And then Hawkinson the same way. Yeah. I think those. I think Hawkinson, Hawkinson is, my is another one, is my biggest disappointment. Hawkinson. I like. Can you tell me the difference between Hawkinson and Brock Wright right now? Not yet. You haven't noticed. No. He hasn't done anything yet to distinguish himself to make himself say, I'm worth $12 million. Yeah, like I could, I, you could, you could take out Hawks and put in Brock Wright, and I go, oh, it's like the same player right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's not good because Hawks is your number eight overall pick from yeah. four years ago. So, yeah. and he wants a contract extension. Yeah. So it's like, if you want an extension, you got to start playing because here's the thing I'm not paying you Darren Waller money. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, but, but it's like, like is he gonna want Darren Waller? Fourteen money? touchdowns every year. Yeah, and you're like, I, can't I, I might you. catch a couple. I'm not gonna pay you like Dawson Knox right now. Yeah, because you're not playing like it. So I don't know if I need to see the last, you know, thirteen games him turn it on. Yeah, I but, definitely and he can turn oh, it on. I think on. he can absolutely. Especially like, and, and, here's, and this I, Seattle game should be the turn on game. And here's the thing: no I'm not even talking about like receptions. Like, okay, if he doesn't have as many catches as he had the last two years because you have more weapons, I'm not gonna be upset by that because that means the offense is a little more versatile right but when you have like seven drops this year right exactly that's when and, you go. and when the ball comes to you and you're not making the play that's when i have an issue yeah. there's a difference you know yeah. so it's just an interesting talk we'll talk more lions as the season kind of goes on but last week was a big one just based on you know everything happening um all right let's shift over here a little bit let's go to extreme rules mike um kind of before we get into the actual card though Okay. I don't know how you feel about this, but I do feel like this card, like Triple H went extreme rules. Okay, we're gonna go extreme rules. I was gonna bring that up to yeah, you. Yeah. Was right? I was like, can you remember the last time they did yeah. an extreme rules card and there's not a single one on one match? Yeah. Right? I don't. Yeah. Right. Where you just go, hey, let's you know, but looking at the breakdown of this card, you go They have six matches and there's stipulations. Announced. And every single match has a stipulation yeah, to it. Right. There's a, you know, there's some gaga with it, which I like. And that's what this pay-per-view is meant to be. Yeah. It's extreme rules. Like, I remember this isn't a core four. Like from, like, 2006 when it was No Way Out to, yeah. like, 2010. Yep. They really went into every single match is going to yep. be yep. Steel Something. Cage, yep. I Quit, yep. Last Man's whatever it was. Right. Every match had the stipulation to it. Yep. And... Since like 2011, 2012. Yeah, they're like we have one match. It's a no holds. Yeah, they have like event. they have like a no holds bar. Maybe a last man standing. Yeah. Your main event's always an extreme rules match, and then yeah, the yeah. rest are one on one championship matches. And I was like, yeah. well, it's not extreme rules. Yeah, if all your matches are one on one matches. Exactly. So I was I was actually going to bring that up to you. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I was like, you have six matches, six stipulation matches. And here's another part about this that I really enjoy. Every one of these matches has a long developed story. Yeah. Behind it. Yeah. All of these stories, for the most part, have been over at, at a couple least, months. I was going to say at least a month yeah. plus. Right. Where it's not just Baron Corbin versus a guy, mm-hmm. right? We don't just have random, like, you know, blah, blah, blahs. Like, this is – you've got some real meat on the bone here for this show. Yeah. And I'm low-key pretty excited about it. Yeah, honestly. I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So, oh, first match we'll talk about here. Yep. We have a good old-fashioned Donnie Brooks six-man tag match. Yeah. This six-man tag, though. Yeah. Which I assume is just no holds barred version yeah, of I'm sure. whatever. Yeah. Uh, you got Imperium, um, 
Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci yeah. taking on the Brawling Brutes, Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus. Yeah, it's a terrible name, but outside of that. No, this match is going to be awesome. I think it'll be You've awesome. You've got six capable performers. I love, hard the, I love the 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 the, the tornado tag, six-man tag version, yeah. rather than just a regular six-man tag, which I'm hoping is what this is. Um you know, going back even to like Shield Wide Family, Shield Evolution, those kinds of matches where you go, yeah. those can be a lot of fun. They can be, yeah. Um, I expect this match probably to open honestly, because you know, yeah, probably. You know what I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of you start hot, right? Yeah. Um, no title on the line, obviously, because it's a six man. But if Sheamus and Gunther build off what they had last month, this is going to be pretty. Yeah. Damn good. I'm going to have to fact check. I'm pretty sure. I told you. I think on Friday yeah. they're having an IC title match. Oh yes, they are. You're right. Yeah, like you the the, the yeah. day before the sh- yeah. the show or two days or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think they're having an IC title match. So I think that could be interesting yeah. to play into. Absolutely. If a title change happens and then you have this, it could even add more heat oh, yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have the strap match: Ooh. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Ouch. Um, I'm assuming this is like the four corner strap match where you have to hit all four turnbuckles. I would assume instead so. of just a pin. Yeah. Um, I would actually prefer it that way because then you can then give Cross the win. Yes. And it doesn't really hurt Drew. I, and that's why I think it's probably yeah. the four corner thing because yeah. it's a lot easier to pull that off. That. This is gonna be a tough one though. I like the strap in play though here. Yeah. Right. Because I do think these two guys at the end of the day are just gonna beat the shit out of each other. Oh, hundred percent with the strap. Yeah. And this is the kind of realm. That Karrion Cross needs to live in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hard hitting. Putting him with Adam Cole and Gargano does not help Cross. Yeah. Because it makes Cross look worse than he actually yeah. is. Yeah, he either needs to work with another big guy yeah. or like a ricochet. Yeah. Somebody who can just bump the yeah, hell Yeah, who just bump for him. Right. Yeah, yeah. He you can't, can't, he can't into, work with yeah. the actual yeah. wrestler. I don't like want him in a technical guy. match with Dolph Ziggler. That's yeah. not going to work. But Ziggler's selling all over the place for him. It's Could a different work. story. This match has potential really to kind of put – I think this is going to be Drew's mission in this match is to get Cross over in a big, big way here, right? This mm-hmm. is his really his first big match since coming back, since the debacle that he had you know, last year. This is a big match for Cross to come out and look good. Yep. Next, we got in that match? Um, I have Cross if it's the four corners thing. I could see Drew winning just because Drew's so over. Yeah, and I don't think it. I I would take Cross if it's four corner. I would take yeah. Drew if it's a pinfall. Yeah, I can get behind that. I also really wish Cross had a different finish than the straight jacket like yeah. submission. It just looks like a really bad like chicken mm. wing thing. And yeah, I'm not. I wish he had something else a little more like impactful. Impactful because yeah. he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he'll, he'll kick grow a big move yeah, or he'll, power he'll, bomb something. He'll grow into something probably. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the I Quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. Um, this is the match I've been looking forward to because when we talked about the Judgment Day originally, you know, when they did the turn and everything, this match, in my mind, is the match to re-elevate Finn uh-huh. into a main eventer. Yeah. In my mind. With all the reports we're getting out of there that Triple H has big plans for Finn, right? Because, you know, Triple H does not care nearly much as much about size as Vince did, right? As yeah. evidenced by everything that's happening on television. Yeah. This is a match where if you allow Finn and Edge to tell a story. I hate the I quit stipulation just because I quit matches are always a little bit yeah. annoying. Did yeah. you quit up? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> but outside of that, yeah. this has potential really, I think, to elevate Finn into a big way, honestly. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I'd take I don't Finn think in this. A, yeah, I don't think we get a clean finish in this either. No, it's like, gonna be some screwy yeah. thing. I I would actually imagine maybe like uh, 
I wouldn't even be shocked if you did a thing where like Edge is about to win, yeah. but then like, um, what's her? Oh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley has like Beth Phoenix, yeah. and it's like you right. better quit or so I'm right. gonna throw her off yep. this thing. Yeah. And Edge is like, ah, oh, I, I quit, quit yeah, because right. I don't want to like hurt her. Right. Like I wouldn't be shocked to see one of those where it's like right. Finn doesn't really win, yeah. but because of the stipulation, Ray he comes wins. out there or something like that. I, yeah, here's you, the thing. yeah, they start choking out Ray, and, and I it's just, like, but, I, and I don't want that because I feel like I want to give these guys the opportunity to really just go. You yeah. know what I mean? I love the fact, and we talked about this before, I think, at Clash of the Castle, there's not 85 matches on this card. So no, there's have six as of right time. now. There'll probably be seven right. total. You have time to tell a story. You know, give me a 25-minute match, right, where yeah. we have some story here. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to see Finn get the win here. I think Edge right now in this run, I'm not necessarily really enjoying all that much, and yeah. I'm hoping this match kind of t- tunes turns my opinion a little bit mm-hmm. no offense i don't need to see edge Rey mysterio on some goodwill tour at the yeah. end if edge has only got a year or two left i'd like to see edge in some meaningful shit mm-hmm. before he hangs it up for good yeah uh this is the match i'm most excited about. Yep. i think it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. the fight pit match. oh my gosh yeah daniel cormier is gonna daniel be special, cormier special referee, referee. Yep. seth rollins and matt riddle i think this could be awesome and this is where riddle gets his win back yeah a hundred percent you know what i mean back, yeah. um this is going to be a good one. I expect Cormier to knock out Rollins, a la Mike Tyson. Probably. At WrestleMania 14 with Shawn Michaels. I can very much see that happening. Probably. I love that they're bringing the fight pit back. They did the one in NXT, yeah. right, which was really good. This, this to me, has the opportunity to have Riddle now shown in a bit of a different light, right? Yeah. The aggressiveness, right? Rollins is kind I, of... I also... Ahead. I just love the idea of bringing a UFC guy or oh, like yeah. an MMA guy. Well, it adds some to, legitimacy. It does, that's what I mean. It's yep. like, it's like okay, he's going to be the ref because he's a former yeah. world champion. He's the uh, only you... guy more... There's nobody more equipped to handle the level of violence that's going to happen yeah. in this match yeah. than Daniel Cormier. Yeah, like it'd be, like, it'd be weird if like... So, like yeah. James Robinson was like right. the referee of this. Exactly. I'd be like, well, like he doesn't know like yeah. what's gonna happen. Exactly. Daniel Cormier, yeah, gets it. Like yeah. he knows what's it's up. It's like getting Big John McCarthy would be another good one, right? Yeah, like, a, like that iconic ref- MMA referee. Yeah, right? exactly. To bring that level in there where you're like, I have a legit badass. You know, yeah. you and if something like and they're like breaking a rule, you like Daniel Cormier realistically yeah, can go break it up, up and throw them. Yes, like, you and can't do this. I think they're gonna do a really good job of that. All all what they did with like Jeff Jarrett at SummerSlam, right? Where just enough to let everybody know he's in charge, yeah. but not enough to take away from them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's gonna be. Yeah, I think. So it's, I think it's, it's a great addition. Yeah. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, when they announced the fight pit, I was like, I can see what's the other match on this card. I think it could be main. I thought that's main event. That could be. They have two women world title matches. Yeah, no, that's main event. I'm gonna say right now the fight pit's the main event. Yeah. Uh, we have Bianca Belair versus Bailey Raw Women's Title Ladder Match. Uh, this is this to me screams Bailey's got to win. This. I was gonna say ladder match. Yes. Super, no clean, no clean pins. Super easy for yes. Bianca to lose. Yes, this. a thousand percent. I would be a little bit annoyed. Honestly, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this is like I know they both have like their gang people yeah. or whatever i wouldn't be shocked this is like a, a like an undertaker edge from like the mm-hmm. 2008 extreme yep. rules thing yep. where it was like bianca's like bianca yeah, yeah bianca is like basically gonna get it but it's like oh here comes hero sky oh here comes this person yeah. oh yeah. this person turns and they're uh and it's like seven on one yeah and then eventually bianca just loses like it screams the ability to allow bailey to get the win right you got the women's tag titles now on eo sky and uh, dakota kai yeah, now right? their faction's so, solidified yeah, got like a legit thing i could then this I think could easily parlay into what could happen in my mind in a perfect sense. And tell me how you feel about this here, because I actually thought about this a little bit. 
Okay, after the match, right, it's three-on-one consistently, right? Like, yeah. Alexa Bliss and Asuka either get taken out earlier in the night or they just, they're just they just not a thing anymore, right? Whatever. Three-on-one, Bailey gets the win. Everyone's thrilled, blah, 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 blah. After the match, beat down, beat down, beat down. And then, boom, Sasha's music hits. Now Sasha and Naomi are back, right? And now we've got three legit badasses on one side, them, right? Tag champs, women's champ, and now you can just restart yeah. it all over again, right? But now you've got two more women, former world champions, former tag champs, and now we're rolling into Survivor Series. We're rolling into yeah. wherever we're going. I, I do think, to that point, yeah. I think no matter what happens, yeah. there will be some kind of sides drawn yes. because Survivor Series being war games, yes. it's going to be Bailey, exactly. Eero Sky, exactly. and Dakota Kai, yeah. maybe in an extra person right. taking on yep. Bianca Belair plus people. Right. So I wouldn't be shocked to get the more name value yes. to have Sasha, yeah. Naomi, and maybe even Alexa Bliss. Yeah, maybe I you could, do yeah. five on five yeah, or whatever I you get could, on the yeah. tag team on that Absolutely. side. Maybe yeah. they bring up the uh, Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction, the two yep. girls there, yep. and it's like, here's the five, here's the five. And now you're just going at it or whatever. I, but I, for yeah. because it's war games is the next thing, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be your yep. war game right. women's we'll match. Hopefully. Because they said it's not going to be just like Raw versus SmackDown war which games. Which is good. They said so it's going to be – they're going to try to make storyline war games. Right. So, which, which would make sense for Bianca yeah. and Bayley. Now, I wouldn't factions. hate – I wouldn't – you know, if it's, it is Asuka and Alexa comes out, I guess that's fine. But yeah. I just think you would like because this is a a middle of the road pay per view. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need some momentum to grab people right where it's like, oh shit, Sasha's back. Oh, Naomi's back. Really, more than anything, Sasha's back. But we're like really excited, right? Okay, we've yeah. been hearing rumors. Okay, they're here, right? Yeah. Now we're rolling. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, final match here: SmackDown Women's Title Extreme Rules match. Uh, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. I'm I'm a little I don't know. I'm a little conflicted here. Yep. So the reports I've been seeing yep. is that they're shooting for Ronda Rousey Charlotte mm-hmm. for Mania Rumble Something. next one big show that yeah. they that's like what they kind of want to go for. Right. And if that's the case um if you have cuz you like for extreme rules yep. there's not a lot of ways Liv Morgan can win where it's not like she just pins you. You know what I mean? Because there's no rope breaks. There's no, like, oh, like, she's going to have to beat Ronda. Pretty much just middle of the ring pin. At that point, how do you get Ronda to get the title to then go against Charlotte? Unless you're going to plan for a non-title thing with Ronda and Charlotte, which could also be the case, but I don't know if that's, like, an attraction either. So that's... You could, but but it's just not... They could do, like, a really good, like, beefy rivalry if they really wanted to. Because uh, they kind of don't like actually, each other. It actually may be better if they did it without the title because then you allow it. Because then it's then you more about live, views yeah. than it less about, okay, well, they're going to trade the title back. Charlotte's been champion a gajillion times. No one yeah. cares anymore. Exactly. Um, so that, But that's the only thing yeah. is, like, I guess depending on your thoughts of am, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey, is yeah. how this impacts this, is, this match. This is going to be an interesting one. I don't know what they do here because I could see with the Extreme Rules stipulation, maybe they allow Liv to go that extreme route. Yeah. Right. And and maybe Charlotte costs Rhonda, right? We could if you want to go so. that route. Absolutely. Um I still see probably Rhonda getting it here. I don't necessarily think, and I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know how they feel about it. I can't imagine that so far Liv Morgan's title run has been a quote unquote commercial success. I don't think it's been like a success. Yeah. 
But I do think they've had her going around doing a lot of yeah publicity yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and they've also the the SmackDown what was it the SmackDown after or the or two SmackDowns after yeah. when she came out she was doing like a talk yeah. and everyone just booed the shit out of her. Yeah. I think they were like, wow, she got a reaction. Right. Yeah. Like whether sure. it's good or bad, she yeah. got a Someone's she reacting. got she got a loud yeah. reaction Absolutely. against her. Absolutely. So I do think that maybe they think that the crowd is going for it for right. like because i've seen her do a lot of publicity yeah. stuff and everything and the crowd and so i was like and i think part I, of it too is a little bit is that i think when you look at her who is Liv morgan yeah you don't know and i think that's part of the i think this part is, of the intrigue it's like it's, you don't yeah, know well, it's part of the intrigue but i think it's also part of the fans sometimes i think a good a i'm gonna say a vocal minority because she wouldn't be getting the reactions if people didn't care yes of the booze I think our part because I think similar to Roman Reigns from a few years ago, you're like, oh, so we're just pushing this person. Mm-hmm. Why? Right? Like, okay. Like, everyone was really excited when she won the title. And then immediately people were like, okay, well, you, you're champion now. So now yeah, you're, no, you're getting pushed to the moon. So now yeah. we don't like you as much, which is stupid. But it is what it is. So I think they need to establish who Liv Morgan is. Mm-hmm. And I think whatever that is, whatever character that becomes – we need to figure that out because otherwise you're kind of just she's there. And right now, and hopefully maybe Extreme Rules kind of allows you to kind of get another side of her. But right now, she's just right now, she's a bland baby face mm-hmm. with the championship, right? I'm just I'm just living my dream. This is my dream. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm so – I can't believe I did this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's great, but it doesn't sell tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even the most baby face of baby faces at some point have something else inside that being people connect to, right? Yes. Um, last thing I do want to talk about on this card, though, before we kind of wrap up for the night, um, the White Rabbit. Mm, yeah, there that's is, interesting. I believe it's supposed to be revealed at Extreme Rules. Oh, is that what the I, thing I, is? I'm, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what's kind of been hinted at here. It's getting a lot of intrigue, right? They're playing it up big. I'm not going to be shocked if there's more than one of these going forward just with the way it's gotten a social media response. Um, do you think it's Bray? Do you think it's – we know it's not Aleister Black because Tony yeah. Khan's like, fuck no, no one's getting out of their contract, which yeah. is another conversation for another day. Yeah. But is it Bray just because that's really the only guy they have left? Do they have something? I don't know who else it could be. That's so that's where <laughs> that's where my you know thing I mean? goes to is if it's like Charlotte, everyone's gonna be like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I think yeah, that's my yeah. my area is like if it's not Bray then who? Right. And I don't have a Another Ooh. person. Yeah, I don't so, have the next guy right. Oh, it could be this guy. Yeah. Like because like if like Karrion Cross hasn't debuted yet, I could be like, yeah, I guess it could be him. Cross. Right. Yeah. But like I don't have unless I'm just missing someone in the last like five years or something. Like that yeah. that he's worked with in NXT. Like I don't have that guy that I'm just like, oh yeah, I f- like forgot about that right. guy. Yeah. So I'm like I don't And they've done a good job of kind of keeping some of these people coming back on low profile. Yes, right? Absolutely. Like, so it's not out of the realm, mm-hmm. I just don't know. Yeah, I just haven't yeah. like. I I don't know and, who and, else. And it honestly, could be, so if it is Bray, happy to see him back. Sure. Is it a new Bray? It can't be the Fiend, right? Like I think they need to let that go. So yes, yeah, in my so, mind. I mean, I think they run it into the ground. So, <laughs> so whatever they do with Bray, yeah. Like so far, everything in WWE TV with Triple H in charge, yeah. I'm a little more confident. Yeah, that right. Then the longevity, that the longevity, yeah, the and everything would work. Yeah. Like I think, 
we so we've talked about how we think the fiend could work in oh yeah the, like theoretically could work. where it's like yeah. it's kind of like the demon for finn balor where yes. like you just pull it out yep. when you need it to win kind of thing yes. Yes. i think i i wouldn't be shocked if like this white it's called white rabbit right yeah, that's yeah. What the white thing, rabbit yeah, thing that, yeah I wouldn't be shocked if that's like another alter personality thing that they Absolutely. that like it's yeah. Bray Wyatt, but mm-hmm. he's like, yep. I'm bringing out this alternate thing in me, I, yeah, or I, something. I'm just trying to figure out what the payoff is, right? Okay, he's back. Yeah, now, right. If if it is Bray, yeah. I, I if he goes straight assume, for the world title, is yeah, he doing? I, a... I wish there was some other guys available. You know, this is the one downfall the AEW existing right is like, okay, there's a big free agent pool now. There's not right, so yeah. like, I don't know who else it could be quite frankly right like i don't know where they would go with it what the what the kind of the speculation is on it yeah i haven't Um, i haven't seen like i'm gonna look up right now and it's gonna need to be somebody big right you don't yeah you can't kind of time and it be you know eric rowan you know what i mean like it can't be that type of guy right Mm -hmm. you know i would love for it you know i i i'm not against it being somebody new Mm-hmm. Right, maybe somebody from a different company that we're not talking about right now, or somebody that's nearing the end of their contract, or near whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find. I, I saw this one. Yeah. Article did not. Nothing there. No. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I find it so interesting. So people on Twitter have been yeah. like taking the clues and trying to figure out everything. Well, yeah, there was Alistair Black's like there was some lyrics from Alistair Black's old theme songs. Like, oh, maybe it's Alistair Black. He's yeah. coming back. They had something yeah. like it was like they showed a picture of like Popeye or something. Yeah. And they were like, this is the episode it came from. Right. In the bottom right corner, it was right. this. And yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. And also, I saw this is, this is so off topic right now. Yeah. I saw this tweet where, because people were complaining about AEW not like announcing like giving enough information about the new people like they had like bandito on and yeah. everyone's like who's bandito i don't watch all the independent wrestling yeah. but then these people are like diving down taking yeah. hours to figure out who yeah. the white exactly. rabbit is you so, could like, just and, like google you could bandito. just yeah, you could yeah. google bandito or juice robinson before he's my best friend actually yeah, he, yeah he literally the chest, yeah so he fine. did kick you in the chest yeah <laughs> he did hug you at one point so i was I cool and gave me a kiss we're best friends yeah we're best friends uh but yeah so this whole white rabbit thing i i can't imagine to anyone other than bray wyatt yeah I would love for it to be. Like, I would love for it to be someone else, like a legit, yeah, like I. Yeah. Wow, didn't yeah, see that like, coming. Oh shit! Okay, you know, like a, a guy, a name that sticks out to me personally, someone not in WWE, is a guy like Matt Cardona, or yeah, a guy like Nick Aldis from the NWA. Now Nick Aldis doesn't fit his his shtick at all, but somebody that either we haven't seen in a long time or somebody brand new like a big star coming in and he's like i'm gonna take i'm gonna change everything yeah. type deal you know what i mean like yeah. when cody came in even though everybody in the mother was like okay it's cody it still felt like oh this changes uh-huh. everything yeah. right like it's it's okay there's a new spin here right and when he comes back too it's gonna be a big deal again so i'm, I'm just trying to hope i'm hoping like if it is bray I would almost lend itself better to what you're saying as it's another character similar to the three faces of Foley where yeah. like you've got Bray Wyatt, you know, the Louisiana dude, whatever. Right. Like that's the base. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you've got the fiend, which is like your cactus Jack. I got to go to this only in emergencies type deal. And then you've got the white rabbit thing where it's like, okay, this, and then you've got like, where like, that's just more of like maybe, uh, you know, another alter ego, the mankind deal or something. And then you've got like the dude love version, which is his happy joy, joy, you know, that's his fire, uh, fire, yeah, fun exa- house. Exactly. Thing. So like, 
you've got these different areas you can pull from, yeah. right? We go back to that thing, though, is, A, what's the payoff, right, number one? And number two, if he is coming back, can't be in the title picture. No. Can't be in the title picture. Not no. if, if the plan for him is to be a main event guy, fine. Mm-hmm. Can't be in the title picture. No. God Not no. until you figure out what works for the title picture, right? Because mm-hmm. he can't be Firefly Funhouse to be the world champion. Can't be the Fiend. Doesn't work, right? Now, Bray as just Bray, mm-hmm. I think does as champion. I think Bray with the idea of bringing out like alter egos yes. works. Could be Could depending work. on the feud, right? Yeah. He can transform into yeah, this. Yeah, like some feuds, know. it's like, okay, yeah. I'm fighting Drew McIntyre. I need to bring out the Fiend right. because he's so unstoppable. Right. Exactly. And then you fight like yeah. Ricochet. It's like, I'm going to bring out the White Rabbit but it, it or whatever. It sounds like it's more of a heel character so i don't know and it would almost benefit better i think for it to almost for him to be a baby face which is probably what he's gonna be like mm-hmm. when he, if, if it is him because people are just gonna be happy to see him so there's a lot of avenues you can go with it right i'm excited if nothing else it's got people talking yeah right the problem with these reveals a lot of times like oh who's it gonna be who's it gonna be who's it gonna be? oh you know mm-hmm. what i mean so if it is ray i think it's like one of those things where if it's expected i don't think people are gonna be necessarily upset but if it's somebody new I don't want it to be somebody that already is there. I don't want it to be Charlotte. I don't want it to be anybody that's mm-hmm. just been off TV for a while. No. If it's somebody new, I think that's a huge plus for them mm-hmm. to come in and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? You know what I mean? And especially for a pay-per-view like Extreme Rules, that helps immensely for me to want to watch this show. Yeah. If we didn't do the show, if we didn't do this podcast, I don't know if I'd literally sit down and make an appointment viewing to watch every WWE pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But now that we have these extracurriculars going on, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe now's the time. Happen, yeah. So interesting stuff. We'll go over it next week for sure. Hopefully the Lions are two and two going into New England. Say a prayer. Um, <laughs> See what we'll talk about that. I say that in post jest. Everyone's going to listen to us on Monday going, you're an idiot, but it's fine. Hey, but, we have yeah. optimism here. Yeah. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck's own Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dega. We will see you guys, as always, next time.